It's Camacho and Avo Week on the Cigar Dave Show podcast with George Rami, brand activation manager and brand ambassador. The Cigar Dave Show is presented by Davidoff of Geneva, introducing the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire harnessing the wild flavors of Nicaragua. Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. By Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Real. Connecticut wrapper comes to Gurkha. Mild, creamy, and smooth. That's Gurkha Real. GurkhaCigars.com. And by New World from A.J. Fernandez. There's a new world for every palate. From the mild New World Connecticut to the medium spicy New World Cameroon to the ultra-flavorful bold New World Oscuro. AJFCigars.com. This is the Cigar Dave Podcast with The General. Long ass greetings and salutations, a long ash snappy salute, semper delictatio, always pleasure, long live the alpha, make America great again, make masculinity great again, and screw the enemies of pleasure. It is your global five-star general alpha male in chief, front and center from command center alpha in the cigar city of Tampa. And also in the Cigar City of Tampa, joining us today is George Rami. He is the, actually, he'll be joining us not just today, but for three shows, three special Cigar Dave Show podcasts this week, today, Wednesday, and Friday, as we talk about George's background, as well as Camacho and Avo Cigars, two of my favorite brands. And joining us now, George Rami, official title, Brand Activation Manager and Brand Ambassador of Camacho and Avo. George, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, I, I've always, you know, listened to the show and I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So thank you for having me. How are you guys doing today? Everything good? All is, hey, listen, I've got some great Camacho cigars in front of me that we're going to enjoy for the litation ceremony. I've got some freshly mm-hmm. brewed uh, espresso. Uh, the weather's good. There's no snow here in the Cigar City of Tampa. The weather's nice. So, uh, and my bills won it yesterday. Is, so life is good. It is beautiful outside. Yes. <laughs> and your Bills won. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. The Rays didn't win, but hey, listen, we still have two games to make that one up. So, yeah. George, uh, tell exactly. us first of all a little bit about your background, uh, about uh, where you're from, your background, where uh, how you got in the cigar business. Because before we even talk about the brands, I like to talk about the person. And clearly, you've got an influential role at, at Davidoff with Camacho and Avo. So, where are you from? Okay, so... Um... I'm French Honduran, right? My father is French. My mom was from Honduras. Um, and I, I, I was born in, in Miami. And uh, at a young age, I uh, went down to uh, Honduras because my father at the time was a, a diplomat. So uh, we had to move down there. And basically, I did not grow up in, in the cigar business at all. My family did not have anything to do with cigars. But my father was always uh, a cigar aficionado, you know, um, just my father's 92 years old so he's been smoking probably for a good 50 years right and uh so i always had cigars around you know around me uh, either the boxes or you know uh, just you know he would wake me up with blowing smoke in my face to go to school type of thing so it was always uh you know cigar my life was always cigar related so i am um when people ask me, it's it's tough. I, 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 I just say that I'm from Honduras, right? But if I have a little more time, I explain it uh, like I just did. So French Honduran, uh, I lived in Honduras uh, since pretty much when I was six months old till I was 15. And then uh, in the year 2000, I moved to uh, back to, uh, to Miami. And, um, you know, so living in Honduras, it was always with a, you know, a father that was a cigar aficionado. It, it was just, you know, very cool, I'd say, right? Um, just, you know, at a young age going to the, the cigar shop that it was actually a, 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 a bank that they used to have. So I have these recollections that were of, of going into uh, uh, this, the vault, basically, with, which they had transformed into a humidor. So to me, it was like, wow, cigars was always like a, a very cool thing to do. But my dad would tell me, oh, let's go. I need to go buy some cigars. Um, it, I would always say yes, because I would you know know that I had extra boxes and all that stuff to build my little, you know, my little castles and whatever I, I was doing back in the day. Um, and I remember he would smoke uh, Hoya de Monterey, the uh, Honduran one, if I'm not wrong, the double cross. Great cigar. I, I, now I know that. A big cigar. He was always known, like, the... So Honduras, 
even though it's a it's a huge producer of, of tobacco, it's not ingrained in the culture, right? Uh, you do not have that many people smoking cigars out in the street. So my dad would always be looked at as this crazy French guy, bald guy with a huge stick in his mouth, uh, which was a big, big double Corona. Uh, and I believe he liked the uh, the the Maduros, if I'm not wrong. I, I don't know between natural and Maduro. I remember the cigars being very dark. Um, so <laughs> one of the things would be that he would go out for a run in the middle of the day, right, shirtless, obviously with shorts and sneakers, and he would run with a cigar in his mouth, pre-lit. He didn't light it up until he finished his run. So he would he would be known in the city uh, uh, just – and still to this day, you know, years and years and years later, I uh, you know, when I go out with him for coffee or whatever it is that I – when I make my, my – uh, when I make my way down to uh, to Honduras, it's funny because people are like, are you the cigar guy that used to run, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, so that was kind of like a statement and growing up in school and, and, and with, with having this dad that would smoke the cigar shirtless, you know, running around San Pedro Sula, which is my city. Uh, it, it would always, you know, intrigue me, the cigar world, right? And um, in the year 2000, I moved here with, uh, with my sister. Uh, well, she lived here already, but I moved in with her. Just because I, I was getting into a little too much trouble in Honduras, right? At 15, things would have gotten south if I uh, if I didn't move out. So I ended up, you know, moving to Miami. And a few years later, um, obviously when I moved, I was 15. I couldn't, you know, really work in the in, in, in cigars. Uh, but when I was almost 18 years old, my uh, my sister had a jewelry shop in uh, in an area called Coconut Grove, and right next to it there used to be a cigar shop, right? So for since I moved there until I was able to work, I would always go to the shop and it would always intrigue me, you know, um, just to go. And, and, and I, I remember I used to have this in, in, intrigue for uh, for the MCD, the Matt Sherman MCDs. And then they had like the color ones and all that stuff. So I would always try to go and get hooked up and, uh, and you know, buy either cigarettes or uh, whatever it was. Um, and came the day where I always looked a little older than, than, than you know, than in my actual age. So the owner of the shop was like, hey, you know, to my sister, um, I need some help. Do you think your brother can uh, can help me out? Uh, and, you know, I went in for the, quote unquote, the interview because the guy already knew me. Um, and kind of pretty much just fell right into this small shop, you know, and within a few months, uh, I was doing such a great job that the, the, the owner fired the manager and I became the manager of the shop. And... Pretty much, it was probably a good, you know, three, four years of me doing that was where I was able to like bring all my friends in to work with me. So it was a great time. It was a great, great, great time in in my cigar life. You know, young cigar life uh, at the moment. Um, where I would and what have year my was that, George? Working with me, huh? What year was that, George? Okay, so I started working there uh, end of two thousand three. End of two thousand and three. Yeah, uh, beginning of two thousand and four. You know, okay, that's, so about seventeen uh, years that's ago. The era. Yeah, and and then so I had my friends, and then after that, a couple years later, back you know, I was four years in the store, and then uh, in two thousand eight, I was able to save up a little bit of money, and then I came to the opportunity to with to open a shop in in an area called Brickle in Miami, with who at the moment was my boss. We became partners. And we opened up the, a shop in uh, in Mary Brickle Village, you know, uh, in in Brickle. Uh, unfortunately, the whole, you know, between 2008 and 2010 per se, but 2009 was probably the worst year. Uh, it was tough for the economy, as we all know. Uh, opening up in an area where it was just saturated with buildings, um, you know, there was just a, a lot of people that uh, that that just didn't have the money for closures everywhere so you know subsequently the shop was not doing that great but we felt we you know we we broke through that just because uh you know we got a great deal on the on the rent it was percentage rent whatever it was the, the mall was trying to work with us so that they just didn't have an empty space uh but throughout all that my four years in the shop in in coconut grove and and my four years in uh, in Maribrico Village, uh, I was able to meet everybody, right? Everybody from uh, from the reps to you know brand owners that would come in because the the store in Coconut Grove was very hot. Basically, everybody wanted to be there, even though it was a very it was a tiny store. I think it was like 550 square feet. 
Um, and then we opened up the uh, the other one, the same thing, Brickle, you know, great area, blah blah blah. So everything. That's how I built up my my relationships with uh, with everybody in the in the cigar industry, right? Um, unfortunately, like like every uh, like every marriage, you know, you have we had our little hiccups, and I ended up deciding to. My idea was to go out and 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 start something on my own, right? Um, just the financials didn't work out. I didn't get the backing at the moment, but this all happened within a month. So I left in, uh, in 2012, uh, I think it was 2012, 2013, actually. Um, I left the shop and within a month I was just, okay, let's, should I open something else? I tried a couple of different things. Nothing really clicked at the moment, but just because, and, you know, my, my, my path had something else for me. Right. And within a month of me leaving the shop, uh, due to all these contacts and friends and everybody that knew what I was going through. Um, and I got a call from Dylan, you know, uh, and Dylan's and, like, Hey, and what year know, was this? Was, what, what year did Dylan uh, Austin, who's the, who's the, what year did Dylan call you? And Dylan's by the way, the president of Davidoff North America. What year did, yeah. uh, did Dylan call you? Uh, this was in 2013. It was uh, 2013. February 2013. Yeah. I had known Dylan from before, right? Uh, obviously with Camacho and all that stuff prior to David. So I had known him for, for a while, uh, but we weren't, you know, super close. But through a, a, a common friend of ours that, that he was really close to me and then he was, Dylan was really close to this friend, uh, he was able to, to make that, that connection, right? Uh, and then my friend knew exactly how I was, how I, you know, the type of person I was and all that stuff. And then when the, when the, the opportunity came to pretty much find a face for the unreleased secretive Camacho rebrand, uh, I was the, the, the perfect, you know, uh, uh, addition to the team. Now they had interviewed a few other people, I think probably like eight, 10 people, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and I was the last one. And at the moment when, you know, Dylan, so Dylan calls me, he's like, hey, I have something, uh, you know, for you to, you know, if you're interested to, uh, for, for Camacho. And at the moment, I didn't know what Camacho was about, right? And I, but I would sell it in the shop, and in both shops. And, and eh, it, it did all right. It was cool. You know, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, but I was like, hey, you know what? Get a free trip out of it. Maybe a few cigars. Go and actually see. Because I always had high, you know, like I, 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 I you know, an inspiration was Davidoff, right? Um, also with the appointed merchant system and all that stuff, it was always, I was always trying to get Davidoff in the, in, in the shops. It didn't happen until I left. <laughs> um, right. but I, I came up and, you know, went through the interview with Bill and all that stuff, everything checked out and all that. And then at the end, he's like, Hey, you know what? Let me, uh, let me go show you what we're, uh, what we're doing at this point. I didn't know anything about the rebrand. It was just the interview, blah, 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 all this right. stuff. And then he took me to the, uh, the conference room in the back. And I opened and they had everything staged up to showcase to whoever I don't know at the moment if, if the higher ups were coming in to check it out, whatever it was. So they had this whole area set up uh, with the whole rebrand, with the, the colorful boxes and all the, the gift with purchase and all the whole idea of it. I was I walked in. I'm like, oh, my God. At the moment, I was like, wow, this is just so, you know, it's unheard of. I've never seen this. You know, it was just I got super excited, you know. Um, and pretty much, so I saw everything they, they, they explained to me what the, you know, the whole, uh, uh, idea was behind the, the rebrand of the brand and all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Later on, we went out. Uh, so basically my interview was over, right? It was like five, five thirty or so. And I still lived in Miami. So I was just going to drive back down to Miami. And, and your interview was in Tampa. In here, the office here in Tampa. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. And. And so I was, I was, you know, probably 15, 20 minutes into my drive down, which I made it down, not even to the, uh, the Skyway bridge. And he called me, he's like, Hey, we're, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to dinner with, uh, you know, a couple of people, whatever, just come over. So I was like, Hey, made, made a, a U-turn came on, came back, you know, had a great dinner drinks and you know, the whole, you know, a, a lot of fun and whatever. And at the end of the night, I, something must have happened there that it clicked. I guess he wanted to see me, how I would interact out with people. And, you know, pretty much because I had a, a whole career of partying basically with the, with the rebrand of Camacho. So it was important for me how to act with people. Right. Um, and everything went great. And at the end of the night, he's like, man, you know what? Let's, 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 let's just settle it here. You got the job. Uh, and, uh, just, you know, and then it's, it's, the rest is history. You know, so we kept, you know, doing our thing, blah, blah, blah. And then, couple of weeks later, I was uh, already, you know, hired here with Davidoff. I was still living in Miami. I lived in Miami for 
uh, uh, up until about uh, I moved to Tampa a year and six months ago, basically. Um, but until then, I lived in, in in Miami. So you know, my my job at the moment was to pretty much go out into you know we rebranded, right? We launched it. We got a lot of crap from people because of the colors and the size of the bands and blah 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 the whole the whole nine yards and and so my thought was to go out there and train people right on the brand on the on, on the why the rebrand what did we do um some of the blends that we changed some of the ones that we kept uh, and also try to try to buy up all the old inventory that was out in the market right, so i traveled the entire country um uh, multiple times, right? Doing events, doing tastings, doing trainings to staff, to consumers, uh, and I did that for a, a bunch of years. And and we, you know, ended up doing uh, the Camacho uh, National Road Tours via Torch It Up, American Barrel Age, and and I did Power Band as well. So uh, my job was to, you know, literally go out there with a truck and a trailer at the moment. And, and throw parties, right? Throw parties to keep the brand alive. And, with, you know, it had to do with motorcycles and stuff like that. It was just, and, and everything had to be very impactful, unapologetic, very bold. Um, and I guess, you know, I didn't know I had it in me to, you know, pull off a stunt like that because I was, I was, it was by myself driving that big truck and trailer. It was a, a Ford F350 dually with a 35 foot trailer in the back loaded with motorcycles, grills, chairs, tables. You name it, it was back there, uh, and I did that, you know, around the country three times. It was so. It was just so. That was pretty much the the evolution of this guy that was, you know, a, a just an associate in a small 500 square feet store in uh, in Coconut Grove, that ended up, you know, opening his own shop in in Brickell. Uh, things didn't work out, and through the connections that I had made throughout my, uh, you know, my, my eight years there, I, uh, I was able to, to, you know, land this gig basically kind of close to loop, right. Cause I already known Dylan and, and it was just, you know, there was no, nobody would verify, you know, vet me. Uh, and then our friend, uh, did that for me. So that's how I closed that loop and, you know, ended up, uh, uh starting to work with, with Davidoff and then the evolution of, of the brand, which, like I like I mentioned before, I'm from Honduras, so growing up in in, in Honduras and and being in the in the cigar uh, world basically through my dad, and then now I represent a a, a badass Honduran brand. Uh, it, it's 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 very you know rewarding um, how you know how we've how I've evolved in, in in the company in the industry and just you know how we have Camacho shining uh, as uh, as we do now. You know, so it's it's very rewarding. Now, George, so you started in the retail end of things, and I remember mm -hmm. that 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 shop in Mary Brickle. I can't remember the name, but I can see it. What was the name of the of the retail store? The shop, the, the Village Humidor. Village Humidor. I do remember that. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, Mary. Right, Mary Brickle Village was ahead of its time. Now it's booming. But back yeah. in 2008, 2010, that development along Brickle and downtown Miami wasn't really in full effect. It was just starting. So I remember going to some restaurants, and they were somewhat busy, but it was still really Coral Gables and Coconut Grove that were far, exactly. far busier. So, so you get out of the retail. You, you end up uh, meeting Dylan, obviously, through being in the retail end of things. And so your first mm -hmm. job was what at Davidoff? What was your first job? was uh which i still hold that that tyler right now as part of my job was the brand ambassador for camacho national okay, so, brand ambassador for camacho gotcha. so brand ambassador and then from there you started adding duties in terms of being the activation manager and brand manager so now you're not just involved on 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 being out in the public and introducing consumers to the brand you're actually involved with creating the new brands and the packaging the and the blends. Of the campaigns correct right the creation of the campaigns uh, you know, I, I, I throw my two cents in terms of the packaging and stuff like that. Remember, we're, we're a global brand. So a lot of those decisions, they used to be made here in, in the U.S. back in where we started the Camacho brand or whatever. But now it's just so standardized, you know, globally because of the, the company being so big that, uh, that, yeah, we put our two cents here. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a longer process. Um, but yeah, now with, when it comes to the campaigns and, and I, I manage the social media pages for Avo and Camacho as well. 
so all that stuff, it's under my, my, my belt now, you know, when it comes to uh, engagement, uh, if we have to do, you know, a, a develop a, a training session for a store in particular or, 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 you know, just a number of stores, anything that has to do with, with consumer, you know, engagement, that's, that's my role, which is kind of like the evolution of what I used to do. Well, back in the day when I was traveling now, it's just, just given the circumstances right now, uh, our year completely changed. Uh, we have a lot, we had a lot of things planned for, for the year that were, you know, just pretty much scrapped because of COVID and all that stuff. So now we have to evolve into the, the, the digital world, right? So Zoom, Skype, uh, Facebook right. lives and all that kind of stuff, Instagram lives and all that. Uh, it's our new, you know, pretty much avenue to, to, you know, kind of implement whatever we had already planned. Um, you know, so, and, and, and not just that, cause I, I, I pretty much, I, I, I love the company, right? So I, I put my, 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 I put myself into situations where I, I help out, uh, in pretty much anything that, that needs, uh, uh you know, uh, some, some sort of help, right. If that has to do with, uh, Zeno with Davidoff or, or, you know, if we need something for any of our other brands, I don't only, it's, I don't only, you know, do Camacho and Avo, right. So I'm making myself available to help out on anything that we need. Obviously if I, you know, if it doesn't, uh, hurt my, my, my day to day with Avo and Camacho. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, like a, I'm like a little Swiss army knife here, man. I try to do a little bit of everything, uh, because it's important, you know, you get to see the dynamics of the company. Sometimes you see me back in the, in the shipping, uh, area, just making sure that all the orders that are going out or, or where are all these things going out thinking of social, right? Uh, like if I see, you know, we, we just, we'll, we'll, which we'll talk a lot, a little bit about, you know, later the Avo regionals, which are super hot right now on, on social. And I see a, a big shipment that's going out, uh, uh, you know, in the back end shipping, I, I make sure that I, I see where this stuff is going and, and hopes that the store where it's going has a social media presence, uh, if they, you know, possibly maybe need some assets so they can post, uh, because we have all that stuff. So it's, it's just a little bit of that. And it's, it's now we're, I'm, I'm actually here doing this, the, this show on, in, in our studio in the back, which I was part of, of, of building this, this little area for us to do exactly what I'm doing right now. I mean, we're doing this on a podcast, but usually when I do my videos, uh, we do them here. Uh, that being for Avo, Camacho or Davidoff. So a little bit of everything. Uh, I let, let's just say I stay very busy here. Um, when I, when I'm in the office now, it, lately we've been working from home. We have a, a policy to work from home now. If if uh, if it's not needed to come to the office, we don't. Uh, but I always try to show face here at least you know three times a week, uh, just because of the whole you know the, the 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 whole COVID thing. I think it was easier for us, and and we work well from home. You know everybody's pretty responsible with uh, with their uh, with their responsibilities, and we get a lot of work done. Uh, but it's always important to also come in and, and, and see, you know, things in, in person. Right. And, and, and I, I just had a, uh, I have a four and a half month old at, at home that it, it, I get a lot of distractions when I'm at home. So I, I get my job done here at work, uh, uh, better than if I were to be home. So I always like to, you know, come into the office. Uh, I, I miss this place when we were gone for, for a little while because of the COVID thing and especially having a, a baby at home. It's just, it's hard to focus. <laughs> Yeah, nice, nice to get uh, out of the house and, and back into the office oh, yeah. where you can enjoy a cigar and get back in the groove. Well, all this talk about Camacho and these great cigars, I am staring at a Camacho Nicaragua that is in front of me. So when we continue our conversation with George Arami, the brand activation manager and brand ambassador for Camacho and Avo Cigars, we will conduct the International Cigar Litation Ceremony right around the corner. A new cigar that has just hit retailer shelves, the Camacho Nicaragua. The Camacho Nicaragua is forged in fire. Some things just can't be tamed. If you are looking for a cigar with full frontal flavor, with notes of sweetness, spiciness, oaky flavors, with some cigar tobaccos from Nicaragua that are forged in volcanic soil, the Camacho Nicaragua is for you. It features... An Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Honduran Dominican filler, as well as a special filler from Nicaragua, the volcanic island of Ometepe. What does that Ometepe tobacco give to the Camacho Nicaragua? It gives a very unique intensity with a unique oaky flavor. So if you're looking for a cigar that is medium to full, tons of flavor with a unique flavor spectrum, 
Give the Camacho Nicaragua a try. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I am looking at an absolutely magnificent new brand from Camacho, launched back in July, the Camacho Nicaragua. And I love the slogan, forged in fire. Some things just can't be tamed. Full frontal flavor from the very interesting tobaccos that come from Nicaragua, specifically from the volcanic island of Ometepe. Gives it a nice, sweet, spicy, oaky flavor. Three different sizes, a Robusto, a Toro, and a Grand Churchill. And I happen to have the Grand Churchill in my hot hand, seven inches in length with a 56 ring gauge, 56 64ths of an inch in diameter. Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Honduran, Dominican, and Nicaraguan fillers, including that special volcanic Ometepe. And George, let's talk about this cigar briefly because I want to get my chompers on this fantastic cigar. But tell us what went into creating the Camacho Nicaragua. Okay, so the Camacho Nicaragua, we, um, we, I mean, we've started, you know, this process, uh, this project back maybe, let's say we are July, July, about two and a half years ago, actually, um, at the moment we were preparing the blend. We didn't have uh, the name just yet, but you know, in the tweaks of the blend, we um, you know we used this tobacco, uh, uh, Nicaraguan tobacco from Ometepe. That was you know it, it pretty much represents about sixty percent of the of the filler, right? 62 percent uh, to be you know kind of just rounded off. And at the moment we went and and did something you know which is not traditional from us in terms of naming the the line right uh and we used we wanted to feature this nicaraguan tobacco so we called it the camacho nicaragua uh why because the blend where we wanted it right so after you know trial and error probably it was a good you know 10 12 different tries that i got to try the the, the different blends we ended up with uh with uh, the the blend that we wanted to use right and this one unfortunately had a an ecuadorian uh, uh havana wrapper on it Right, and we already have our Ecuador that has that name, so we could not do that. Uh, and then just because of all the different tobaccos that we use, we're like, okay, let's feature the 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 the, the majority uh, in terms of the filler, right? So it was this Nicaraguan tobacco, uh, and we called it a Camacho Nicaragua, right? And then the blend was actually, if you if you were to see the spectrum of the of of, uh, of you know our, our offerings when it comes to the core, right? So you have your Criollo, you have your Connecticut, you have your Ecuador. And then between the Ecuador and the Corojo, uh, there was a gap that we wanted to feel, fill in terms of flavor profiles, right? Because you go from the Ecuador that has a variety of, of, of a complex blend of different, you know, origins. And then you go into the Honduran Puro, which is, you know, uh, uh, the Corojo, you know, wrapper binder and filler are from Honduras. So we needed, there was something there in between that we saw that we needed to fill, right? In terms of, of intensity and complexity and all that stuff. And we ended up with the Camacho Nicaragua. Uh, it's a medium to full body. To me, it's, it's it's a medium to full. To some other people, it's a medium body. It's a medium body. It's a full body. Uh, and also, just because these are very, they're not traditional uh, sizes per se for Camacho because all of our other core lines, if it's a Robusto, it's a 5x50. Five five if it's a Taurus, it's a 6x50. Churchill, it's a, it's a, on some of it's 48 by by seven or or 50 by seven. These are big cigars. Like that Grand Churchill that you're about to light up, it's a seven by 56. That's uh, in Spanish we call that a tranca. <laughs> it's a big cigar, you know. So we were able to kind of launch these bigger sizes, you know, just to kind of like uh, uh, further engage the boldness of of this new of this new line. Um, and it, it it's been a great hit. We actually. Re, not released it, but we showcased it back in uh, in February, February 13th, actually, uh, when we released the news about the, the Camacho Nicaragua. So it's been, you know, in the radar for, for most of the year now, but we finally released it in, um, in July. Thankfully, there was no hiccups between, you know, February and July. You know, those, those 
few months in between were very rough with this whole COVID thing affecting, you know, at a global scale. We had to shut down our factory in Honduras briefly and all that stuff. So, uh, but it didn't really, you know, affect the uh, the release date of the cigar. If it did, it probably did about a week or so. So it's not that big of a, it wasn't that big of a problem. Um, but the cigar is just outstanding in terms of a flavor profile. You know, you get some, uh, some dry fruits it's a little bit of spice you know you get a little bit of some some leather notes some chocolate as well just a little bit of a so it's a it's a, it's a nice complex uh, blend that you know pretty much it triggers your palate in different different senses you know uh and it just keeps entertained the entire you know the entire uh, way um just like you know any other camacho would do you know and then we also have our our, our honduran corojo in the uh in the um the the binder which is pretty much our signature right so every camacho cigar aside from one if i, re I recall well was the camacho uh shellback and that was all nicaraguan tobacco or at least it didn't have any corojo in it uh but other than that every camacho cigar has corojo our original corojo in it just to give that signature taste that we have um which is the corojo is that we produce in our farm so that's our signature taste of the cigar uh and i think this this just having these bold bigger sizes uh it, it represents the the new addition to the core line in uh in a, in a, in a perfect way and we have this so the, the colors right <laughs> we and and this one well, okay let me, let me hold you right there let, let, george very, let me stop you right there because uh, i want i want i want to like this cigar so basically we've got the basic information three different sizes it ranges in price between 860 and 950 so Looking at this cigar, yep. definitely, I've had this numerous times. I would sail on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of flavor intensity. It's probably in the 7.5 range, but very, very smooth. So I cannot wait to get yep. my chompers on this cigar. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine in my hand, ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I have from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories the Cigar Dave Five Star. And it is named appropriately after this Five Star General, and it has appropriately five jet flames that actually look like a pentagon. So I will use that today on this Camacho Nicaragua. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Just enough of the head. I will toast the foot of this Camacho Nicaragua. And again, Ecuadorian wrapper, Honduran binder, Honduran, Dominican, and Nicaraguan filler with that special Ometepe volcanic cigar tobaccos. And as I toast this, it's a big size, so you got to take your time here as I toast it. Yeah. Take a listen there. Don't want to be rushing this, George. Got to take our time here. We want to get maximum oh, yeah. cigar enjoyment. And I will now puff and rotate here. Great draw. Yeah, I'm, sm I'm, I'm, I'm smoking mm. the Toro as we speak right now. Yeah, very nice. That's my favorite the, size, the, the Toro. The, the, the construction is sublime. You you, you will see it. It's uh, it's, it's outstanding. It's so, and I've had plenty of them in the, all the different sizes. Um, the construction is just outstanding. Uh, from the, it's just it's the quality of work that uh, our our factory in Honduras it's uh, it's uh, you know it's, it's it's putting out. It's uh, outstanding. You've you, you know, you have never been to our new factory in Honduras, right? I have not been to the new factory. It was at the old one way back, but I will get to the new one when when this uh, Chinese Wuhan virus nonsense ends. I definitely need yeah. to uh, check out because Dylan be has told impressed. me about it. Yeah, Dylan has t talked about it and, uh, you know, state of the art, great factory, grow great uh, cigar tobaccos. And I'll tell you, I normally have the Toro, but Lana Fraser, who's your director of marketing, uh, Long-time mm -hmm. friend. When we had lunch not that long ago, uh, she, Dylan, uh, Austin, and I, she brought a goodie bag, and she brought some of the Camacho Nicaraguas in the Churchill. And I'll tell you, 7 by 56, to me, great size. Can't go wrong. Much more. You know, yeah. it's amazing because I like the Toro, but when you get that big ring gauge in a Churchill, it really, and that extra inch in terms of length, it really allows that cigar to get very complex. But very nice. Right off the bat, I'll tell you what I'm noticing. I'm getting some medium-bodied flavors with some spice, little oakiness, and believe it or not, a very, very light touch of sweetness. Yes. Agreed. Mm. 
And also, there's there's this. I I like bigger cigars, right? And there's also this this uh, sense of of. <laughs> I don't know. I think when I have a long cigar, I see it. I'm like, great. Because if I like it, which obviously these I I do, I have a lot of it. Like uh, you have, you probably be smoking that thing for a good, you know, it's an hour, hour and fifteen minute cigar. So you have a lot of time to enjoy all these different, you know, flavor profiles in this one cigar in particular. So that's the reason why I love bigger cigars because I know I have plenty of time to enjoy it. Mm. I'll tell you what, fantastic, and it goes nicely with my freshly brewed espresso. That I can tell you. All right, George, stay right there because I want to wrap it up. Just kind of talking a little bit, a bit about more about your background and uh, some of your duties, and then in the upcoming shows, the rest of this week, we'll get into the specific brands, talking about some of the newer brands, the portfolio. So much more coming with George Rami, the brand activation manager, brand ambassador, Camacho, and Avo Cigars. Gurkha has long been known for making the world's finest cigars. From its packaging to its construction, every part of a Gurkha cigar is exceptional. And for those of you that are looking for a creamy, mellow to medium cigar with notes of subtle sweetness and subtle tastes of cedar, the Gurkha Real is for you. Featuring an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Dominican Olor binder, Atop Dominican, Criollo, and Nicaraguan long fillers, the Gurkha Real is a delightful sensory experience on your taste buds. Not overpowering, pleasant, smooth, a great cigar any time of day. Give the GurkhaReal.com a try today. If you're looking for an any time of day cigar, the Gurkha Real is for you. Check it out at GurkhaCigars.com. Thoroughly enjoying this Camacho Nicaragua. Mm, fantastic. And we have featured many Camacho cigars in the Cigar Dave Officers Club throughout the years. And if you are new to cigars, you would like to expand your palate, or you're an experienced cigar connoisseur and you'd like to really broaden your horizon, the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the perfect cigar club for you to enjoy. Every month, you will receive three Cigars, fantastic cigars shipped to you in a Cigar Dave Officers Club Ziploc pouch with an info insert talking about the cigar, a little bit about the cigar architecture. And for October, our Officers Club members enjoying the Gurkha Heritage, a phenomenal cigar with a nice medium, medium full flavor complexion. And we have featured some fabulous cigars. You know, today we're talking with George Rami of Davidoff, and uh, he oversees the Camacho and Avo lines. But we have featured some incredible Davidoff cigars. We had back in, I want to say April, we called it the Davidoff C-A-B collection. We featured the Camacho Ecuador, that's the C, the A, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua, a beautiful box-pressed uh, Nicaraguan beauty with loads of flavor. And then the B is a very unique cigar, the back-to-back Ernie, which stands for uh, some artists that are in New York. But a really nice boutique cigar, mild, creamy, a little bit of everything. And for October, as I mentioned, the Gurkha Heritage, a nice cigar with an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, Dominican, Nicaraguan, and USA Pennsylvania fillers. So every month you get great cigars shipped to you, $22.95 per month. I'm telling you, the in September we featured the Placencia Alma del, uh, was it the Fuego? Yeah, we did the, uh, the Fuego. Oh, yeah, Fuego, that's what I thought. And... 45 bucks suggested retail. You get charged $22.95. You're ripping us off, but you're getting great cigars. And we love giving our members great value. So go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you three fantastic cigars every month. We've had Camacho. We've had Avo. I'm sure we will have them again. So check it out, especially now that we're, believe it or not, I can't believe we're talking about the end of the year. Holidays makes a great gift. Uh, membership is month to month, so it's not a long-term subscription. If you want to give somebody a uh, a gift, a membership for three months, six months, you can go ahead and do that and just cancel it. Mark a little note on your uh, calendar. 
Got to cancel after three months, six months, a year, whatever the case is, but it makes a great gift as well. Cigardave.com, click on Officers Club, $22.95 per month, three fantastic cigars. All right, when we come back with George Rami, we will finish discussing his background, and we'll start to preview the Wednesday and Friday podcast shows where we'll talk about the Camacho brands and the Avo brands. As I'll tell you, this Camacho Nicaragua that I'm enjoying, mm, I almost want to stop the show and not talk so I'm not disturbed, but we can't do that. We can do multiple things at the same time. That's why we're alpha males, because we can multitask, as we all do on a regular basis. To commemorate the founding, the discovery of the new world, A.J. Fernandez teamed up with his father, Ishmael, for the very first time to create the New World lineup of cigars from A.J. Fernandez. And there is a new world for every cigar connoisseur's taste palette. For those of you that like a mild, creamy cigar, first up, without any question, the A.J. Fernandez New World Connecticut is for you. If you are looking for more of a medium-bodied, spicy cigar, not overly spicy, just enough, I would suggest the New World Cameroon. And for those of you that are looking for an ultra-flavorful, bold, rich taste experience, the New World Oscuro would be the choice. There is a New World from A.J. Fernandez for every cigar taste palette. Check it out, AJFCigars.com, a new world for everyone. All right, we'll wrap it up with George Rami, the brand activation manager, brand ambassador for Camacho Cigars and Avo Cigars, part of the Davidoff portfolio of cigars. George, we, as I thoroughly enjoy this Camacho Nicaragua, by the way, so we got into your background, how you got into cigars. A couple of things. You mentioned that your father, who's now 92, used to run with a cigar in his mouth. And you know what the moral of that story is? That smoking a cigar while exercising is beneficial for your health. 92 years of age, something worked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. And then you mentioned that you, you and your dad, when you were younger, would go into a cigar retailer and buy cigars, go into a bank vault. Were you speaking of Mike's Cigars? No, this was in, in Honduras. Oh, in Honduras, because Mike's yes, Cigars. Yes, this one in Honduras. Yeah, in uh, Bay Harbor uh, Isles in my North Miami, they actually are in a building that is formerly a bank, and so they actually have cigars in the bank vault. Yes, I, I've, I've been there many times with Odette. I, um, I, I, I used to. I met Oscar back in the day. You know, I started. Oh, Oscar Baruchin. He was great. Uh, sure. Yeah, back in the day, and then and then and I haven't been there. I mean, recently, I know they redid it. They put a bar and stuff, and it apparently looks really nice. But yeah, it was a pretty cool concept that they have the you know they have the the vault with the cigars inside and all that stuff. It's very cool. Uh, no, but the, what I was talking about, what I was referring to, is a uh, I don't remember the name of, of of the store in Honduras at the moment, but they had transformed this uh, this old bank into a, a cigar shop. And inside the vault, they had the the humidor, so it was just very impressive, you know, for a young kid to go and you know with your dad, because it's always always. My dad was, he still is. I mean, obviously, right now his his mobility is a little bit different, you know. But it was always, you know, he would play tennis, and he would go and then play tennis with you know these high society people, and then they would go there and everybody smoking cigars. So that the whole vibe was pretty cool, you know. And then on top of that, going to get this this thing that he would smoke a cigar inside a, a vault so it was like very like wow you know it had a, a constant wow factor in my mind sure absolutely well one of the first when i took the show national back in december of 1995 one of the first people that i met actually was oscar baruchin and i met and he was the owner of mike's and he had bought it from mike the original owner of mike's cigars mm -hmm. when it was on miami beach and then he moved it to bay harbor isles they had just moved and expanded the store and i was doing a show from my affiliate at the time wiod in miami i was going to the bahamas for a dinner that uh, at the gray cliff hotel that um um bennington tobacconist in uh, uh, St. Armand's Key in Sarasota and Boca Raton were putting together and I was invited so I did the show from WIOD in Miami and I called I'd heard that that um, that um, Manuel Casado was in town and I'd met Manuel so I called him and I said you know will you come in uh, for an interview on the show and that was only an hour and he said sure I'll come in 
And when he came in Saturday around 11 o'clock, about an hour before the show, he said, listen, I hope you don't mind. I brought Oscar Baruchin from Mike's Cigars. I was just over there, and I figured I would bring him over. And I said, the more the merrier. It was great. And that uh, <laughs> we developed a long friendship. And whenever I'd go down to Miami, I would go into the conference room. Cause, because Oscar never sat in his office. There was this big conference room, big conference table, and that's where all the business was done. And uh, I'd always pick a cigar downstairs, and I'd go up, and we'd start talking and schmoozing. And he was a wonderful gentleman. He passed away. I want to say it was about five no, not longer than that. I think no, it was maybe about say, seven, eight years. I think was maybe, it seven, eight years ago? Let me see. Seven. No, you know what? Even longer. Because I've, Is I've it longer been than that? Almost eight years. And I eight used to years. do business with him back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I think we may be going on, on nine years. Yeah, maybe, but he was a, a wonderful guy and uh, just oh, very excellent. hospitable. Yeah, and, and really, we had some great – and what's amazing is, you know, we'd always have cigars, but the discussions would never really be about the cigar business. We'd talk about the cigar business because I'd, I'd always say, what are you seeing, what's moving? We'd talk about that for like five minutes, and then we'd talk about life in general, talk about our families, yes. talk about, um, you know, our backgrounds. And, you know, he had a very interesting background because when he came to this country from Cuba, I think it was in New York originally, he was a cab driver and maybe it was Miami he was a cab driver I think I'm not sure if it was New York or Miami but he actually was a cab driver and worked his way oh, up wow. and then yeah and then I think started working at Mike's cigars and then you know Mike sold it and you know there's some great stories with Mike I mean uh, I don't know if you know this but back in the day you know, the front was a cigar store, but in back there were all these phones for Meyer Lansky and the mob, and they were taking the bets and the numbers and everything oh back my there. God, he ran, no. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> ran numbers that, back there. Awesome. He, he never was involved, but oh, yeah, but there were some great stories that, that he told. And, again, those are the kind of things that you find out over a cigar. You know, you light a cigar. And, you know, yeah, you talk about the cigar business for a few minutes, but then you start talking about other subjects. And I don't care if it's people that two people, two people doing business or you meet somebody at a cigar bar. I mean, you've got the big Davidoff cigar store and lounge here in the cigar city of Tampa, right near the Tampa International Airport. And the number yes. of people that come in from out of town that don't know anybody that now I see them as regulars because they do business in Tampa. And they're like, oh, yeah, I come here and I met so-and-so and so-and-so and, -so and I'm friendly with this one. That's all over a cigar. I say it's the greatest social tool ever invented. It's exactly, and it's and it and it provides neutral neutral grounds for a conversation, despite whatever you know their 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 occupation is, right? Like I've been, like I was mentioning earlier, I've, I've traveled the entire country, and I've sat down, you know, on in in you know lounges uh, with millionaires, with you know, uh, I've actually like just you know. People, the very influential people that I have been able to uh, to uh, to meet throughout, you know, a cigar at a lounge, and also, you know, just normal people, uh, you know, people that have worked at the uh, USPS and stuff like that. It's very neutral ground. The cigar, and that's one of the things that I love about the cigar industry in general, and 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 just what the cigars uh, enable. Right? You can you can have a conversation about anything because at this point there is the cigar it could be the same cigar whatever the price was if you're smoking that same cigar uh it just it it, it, it you're sharing some something with that person right and it's just neutral grounds for a conversation that i mean you've probably experienced it there's conversations that last hours and hours oh, yeah. and hours and then you Absolutely. light up another cigar and if you especially if you add a, a few drinks on it you're there all day right absolutely and that's the great thing is the fact that again Different walks of life, different socioeconomic mm -hmm. stat, different religions, different backgrounds. But when you have a cigar, everybody gets together, and it's incredible the number, the amount of world problems that are solved in cigar lounges across the world or people just smoking a cigar. It really is incredible because, as you know, cigar exactly. connoisseurs have opinions. And the cool thing is you can have different opinions, but everybody's very respectful uh, when you're smoking exactly. a cigar, and that, which is and very yes, interesting. And that, I, I agree with that. You know, because you, you put out your opinion, but your opinion, you're, having, you're, you're sharing your opinion over the cigar. Most of the time, people don't get mad. They'll debate you on your opinion and Absolutely. stuff like that. But the yep. neutral ground, I think they, 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 it's the, the, the experience is respected. Right of yep. having the cigar, of lighting up your cigar, of enjoying it. If you have it with coffee or drinks or whatever it is, it's respected. So it, it kind of opens up this gateway of, all right, let me throw my opinion out there 
and share it with these guys who may not, you know, uh, agree with my opinion and all that stuff. But th there's always little uh, dynamics to the conversations that happen over a cigar, which is outstanding. That's one of the things that I love the most uh, uh, of just the cigar industry in general and the, the people you get to meet and, and the neutral grounds that you get to share with uh, with other people that, you know, if it hadn't been for the cigar, you may have never actually got to sit with them, you know? Yep. Exactly. And that's that's the very unique thing. And I say that part of the problem with Washington today is they don't have those smoke filled back rooms where people would get together, pour themselves a, a scotch or a bourbon, light a cigar and say, OK, we got to work this out. Let's sit down. Let's work it out. Let's 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 get this deal done. They don't have that anymore. So you don't have that. You don't have that cordiality that you did at one time. It's gone. It is definitely it's lost. But we as cigar connoisseurs, we're doing our part to bring it back and, and keep it alive. So let me ask you this, George. What Absolutely. is the being in the cigar business? You started on the retail end. Now you're on the manufacturing and, and uh, really consumer end. So what mm -hmm. of in being in now for over 20 years, what is it you enjoy most about being in the cigar industry? Uh, I enjoy getting the feedback from the consumers, right? Once, because it's, 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 and you've, you've known this it's from the, the moment you plant the seeds, right? Down in the farms and, you know, you wait up to five years for the tobacco to be ready for the cigar to actually hit the shelves and the whole process and everything. A lot of that doesn't get seen, right? Um, but when you prepare a blend and then you go into the marketing side and then you have the box and everything, and then you, you, you send it to the consumer, Obviously, you know, we've done our homework, but you send it to the consumer. That is ultimately the goal, right? To get the, the satisfaction from this, from this, let's just say one person in, in particular, right? Um, but I love to hear the feedback on them and also try to, what I love, and I do miss the fact that I was, you know, traveling and going to stores and teaching people about the cigars, not just Camacho in general, because sometimes, you know, for the most part, I've had to do a little cigar one-on-one -on -one before I get to the brand, uh, you know, just in terms of, of, of the, how the the seedlings are planted, the amount of time, then the, the you go into the curing barns and all this stuff, and then you go into okay, this is what we do different, blah blah blah, um, and then you're getting the, the the feedback from the consumer, and then just once somebody lights up a cigar, right, and then they enjoy it, uh, and then they tell you about it, you know what they taste, what they you know what their 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 flavor profiles were, just having that discussion with the with the with the consumer. Uh, that is just rewarding, you know, and that, and that's how I started my, my, my job back in the day. And, and, and also coming from retail, remember, it was my job to convince people to buy that one cigar in particular, uh, you know, that at the moment it was, I had access to all the brands and stuff. So, um, but now it's just it's having that, that, that pretty much connection with the, with the consumer, with the actual person that has nothing to do with cigars, but it's, it's, it's willing to spend their hard earned money. In, into this one recommendation, right? So having that, that dynamic conversation with the consumer, I, I, I miss a lot. Uh, now I do it, but just differently. I do it through social media, right? Uh, you know, when people have questions about the cigars and social media, that being on Avo or Camacho, I'm there in the back end, you know, responding or, or explaining and, and, and all that stuff. So, so the engagement with the consumer, that's something that I, that I, I, I truly enjoy. All right, well, we will get into, when we have you back on Wednesday and again on Friday, we'll get into the Camacho lineup on Wednesday, as well as some of the new Camacho offerings. And then Friday, George will get into the new Avo releases, as well as the entire Avo lineup, because really there is something for everybody. And I can't wait to get into exploring Camacho, because Camacho was a brand that was totally transformed within the last decade, and it is now one of the most popular brands on the market, and there's some great stories behind that. I have seen it firsthand, and you as a consumer have smoked it firsthand. So we'll get into that. George Rami, brand ambassador, brand activation manager for Camacho. Camacho and Avo Cigar Dave, the general saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. And of course, always enjoy a fine cigar any time of day. There's no wrong time.